what the Word of God says because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. You know, if we want to have faith to believe what God says, we have to read His Word. We have to know what His Word says. You know, there's no shortcuts, you know. If it's just I think or that sounds good, that's not going to get us very far. It has to be faith in what the Word of God says, and we have to hear the Word of God. So I'm just going to share some thoughts with you about healing. And the first thing I want to share is about the power in our words. You know, there's tremendous power in our words. You know, our words can either build us up or destroy us. You know, they give life or they give death. And I want you to look at Matthew, the 21st chapter. Matthew 21, verse 21. Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but you'll also be able to say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and it will be done. Whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Jesus said that what they had to do was speak to this mountain. In other words, and to me, a mountain is anything in our life that we might be struggling with, um, something that's, it could be healing, it could be a sickness, it could be disease, it could be um, a, just a struggle. It could be uh, in marriage, it could be relationships. It could be a multitude of things that become a mountain in our life. And Jesus says that we need to, first of all, speak to our mountain. What I've noticed is, from a lot of times for me and for other people, is we tend to speak about our mountain. And you just watch yourself, you know. And, and I say that because it's important to see what I say and what you say. But, you know, we tend to talk about our mountains more than we talk to our mountains. We say, oh, you know, how do you feel? Oh, you know, man, my pain, you know, we go on and on about pain. And then, you know, um, you know, if you as you get older, you tend to do it. It becomes a bad habit. But, um, you know, you tend to do it, you know, and then you talk to somebody your age. And what do they say? Oh, I know what you mean. You know, you talk about their mountains. Now you talk about your mountain, you talk about their mountain, you know. And I guess it gives us some comfort because we all got the same mountain. But um, what we tend to realize is that, you know, we talk about what we're struggling with more than we talk to it. And, you know, for Christians, this is really critical because when we talk about it, it doesn't build faith. Now, I believe that you need, I don't think you should ignore it and pretend it's not there and say, well, I'm not going to talk about it. It'll go. I don't think it's that. It's okay to say, you know, this is what my mountain is. But beyond that, we need to be careful that we don't start saying, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's so bad. And then we, you know, console one another and talk about our mountain. But we need to speak to it. We need to speak the word of God to our situations. You know, whatever it is we're struggling with, whatever it is we're going through, we need to make sure that we're speaking what the Word of God says. You know, if you say you can't, you probably won't. You know, if you say, oh, I can't, you probably won't. You won't. You know, if you say um, something like, I hate. I, I shared a message one time about the words we speak, and I said that, you know, I said, you know, I don't, I don't recollect saying I hate. My grandkids caught me within a short period of time. It was, I, I forget what I hated. It was like, um, 
you know, I hate people that do that in traffic. They go, Grandpa said hate. They call you. you know, it's like, I heard him, you know. But, but, you know, we do need to be careful what we say. You know, I don't think you should ever say to somebody, I don't care what's going on. I don't care what the service, I hate you. I, I think that's something we don't say. You know, I think if you're married, I don't think you should wor- use the word divorce. You know? Because what you do is you start to speak things into your own mind and you start to develop a, well, I guess this is where I'm headed. I can't, I won't, this will never work. And I believe for the Christian, we need to be careful. We need to start speaking what the Word of God says. We need to speak to those things in our life that are troubling us. We need to speak what God says. This morning we were talking in Sunday school, we were talking about you know, the Bible says, I am more than a conqueror through Christ. You know, do I have problems? Yes. Do we have things going on in our life? Yes. I shared this morning that I personally believe that the things going on around us will probably intensify in the years ahead. That's just my, my feeling. So I'm not going to be in denial and say, well, everything's rosy. But I believe in the midst of that, that we are still, according to God's word, more than conquerors. That I am not having to give up and submit to all the problems around me just because they're bigger than what I think they are. So you speak to those situations, and you speak to what's going on around you. You know, if there's things in your life that don't belong there, you speak to them. And Jesus says, speak to this mountain and say, be removed. You know, there's things in our lives sometimes that need to be removed. They need to they need to go away. And we need to speak to them, not speak about them, but speak to them and speak God's word to them. You know, it's interesting in the Bible. And this this isn't mind over matter. And I, I mentioned this morning, you know, the Apostle Paul says, when I am weak. So he said, I'm weak. You know, I mean, he said, I am weak. But he said, when I am weak, then I am strong. Now think about that. Wouldn't the world think you was absolutely crazy if you said that? You know, when I am weak, then I'm strong. But the Apostle Paul knew that in his weakness, Christ would make him strong. And so he spoke what God said, and he spoke the truth. That, you know, when I'm weak, then I am strong, because then... God works through me, and all that happens is him. So, you know, he, he was admitting his frailty, his lack of, but he wasn't submitting to it. He was saying, well, when I'm weak, then I am strong because it's Christ. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so it becomes how we see things and how we see what God's word says, and we start to, we start to believe it and we start to live it. You know, Jesus himself said he spoke what he saw the Father do in John, John the 8th chapter. John the 8th chapter, the 31st verse. Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say we will be made free? And Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. 
and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have seen with your father. Jesus says, I speak what I have seen with my father. When Jesus spoke, he spoke what the father did. You know, all through scripture, when Jesus spoke, he's saying to us, this is what God the father does. And what did he speak? He spoke healing. He spoke forgiveness. He spoke deliverance to people. That's what he spoke. He spoke what he saw his father do. And so it's important for us then to speak what we know the Father does, and we know what the Father does when we read his word. There's no shortcut. There's no shortcut. You know, you will not know God's word by talking to people and getting opinions. They're all over the place. Opinions are everywhere. You know, and if you're sick with something, this, well, for me personally, when I'm sick, I tend not to want to talk to a lot of people because I don't want to know that their Aunt Susie died of the same thing I've got. And don't, isn't that what you always find out? And, you know, we, we're well-meaning people, but, you know, isn't that what happens? If you tell somebody, well, I've got this, they'll go, oh, yeah, I know somebody had the same thing, and, boy, they're in big trouble. It's interesting how it works, you know. Now, I'm not saying we should avoid talking about it or try, but, you know, I don't need to hear all that. You know, and there's times when I, you know, and I'm a, I'm a uh, I tend to be a lot of things, but I'm a worrier too. And I don't want to know all the implications, you know. I don't read the bottles and find out all the things going to happen to me if I take them. You know, I'm not saying I shouldn't take them, but I'm just saying, I, I don't want to read all that stuff, you know. I don't, I don't want to know all the negatives. Now, maybe I'm just in avoidance, maybe, but it doesn't do anything to my faith. It doesn't do anything to my faith. You know, when somebody says to you that they've got something wrong and you go, well, yeah, you know, I had that too, and they cut my leg off, you know, that doesn't do anything to their faith. Now, it may be a fact that they cut my leg off, I'm not saying that, but I'm just telling you it doesn't do anything to faith. And I believe it's important, you know, for us as Christians to hear the Word of God and know what the Word of God says. Okay? Now, I'm, I'm not saying put your head in the sand and ignore things that are there. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying that there's things that build faith, there's things that don't build faith. Jesus says, I do what I've seen my Father do. And for me, I want to know what God the Father says. And I want to I stand there. I want to believe what he says. Now, is that hard sometimes? Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes these are battles in our life, folks. These are not, these are not little things. There's things in our life that we will battle. And you can either battle it or give in to it. You know, sometimes I've seen situations where when you want to battle it, you know what happens when you want to battle it? It gets worse. I don't want to discourage you, 
But I'm just telling you, it's a real battle. And when you start making up your mind you're going to battle, it can get worse. It can intensify. That always tells me, aha, this is a battle. This is a battle. And I can't be afraid of that. I have to know that God's word is true and I have to stick with what he says. And I have to trust him and believe him. And w- will I have doubts? Yeah. It says in, this, in that scripture, you know, if you believe and do not doubt. Well, you know, I'm sorry, but you know, faith comes by hearing the word of God. But you know what? My flesh has doubts. My flesh has doubts. That's why the Bible says we walk in the spirit and not by the flesh. My flesh struggles. My flesh has doubts. My flesh has fears. My flesh is like, oh, no, what am I going to do? Oh, no, this is too bad. This is too big. This is, this is all the things that, you know, oh, my, what are we going to do? No, we need to know what God's word says, and we need to stand on what he says about our situation. James, the second chapter, in James, the second chapter, the 14th verse, It says, what does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? The reason I put that in there is, folks, we can say we have faith. We can say it. But you know what? We have to live it. We have to act on it. It has to become a real part of us. It has to become a real part of us. It has to be inside of us. So that's who we are. It's what we think. It's what we believe. You know, it has to have action to it. It's just not enough to say, oh, I believe. But, you know, it has to become who we are. It has to become a part of us. It has to become a way of life. Faith has to have corresponding action. If I have faith, then I'm going to start walking and saying these things. You know, if I have faith, I'm going to start heading this direction. Is it a battle? Yes. You know, is it a struggle sometimes? Yes. But, you know, that's where we need to know what God's word says. So what does God's word say about healing? And I'm just going to share three scriptures. I think there are three basic scriptures about healing. Um, to me, it kind of takes the whole thing and says, okay, this is what the Bible says about it. Um, the first one is in Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. Um, 750 years before Jesus was born. 750 years before Jesus was born, Isaiah prophesied these words. He says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he, Jesus, was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. 750 years before Jesus was born, Isaiah says these words. Now, I personally believe Isaiah was inspired by the Holy Spirit to say these words. I don't think Isaiah stood around and said, you know, probably 750 years from now, there's going to be this guy Jesus show up, and I think this would be a good thing to say. But, you know, God inspired him, and he said, by his stripes, we are healed. Isaiah said we're healed by Jesus' stripes. It was going to take place 750 years later. Looking forward to what was going to happen. Those stripes Jesus would take on his back as he went to the cross. By his stripes we are healed. 750 years later, Isaiah says, we are healed. Present tense. 
present tense. Even then, they were healed by looking forward to what Jesus was going to do. And then in Matthew, the 8th chapter, Matthew, the 8th chapter, the 16th verse. When evening had come, they brought to Jesus many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word. Isn't that something? With a word. What did he do? He spoke. He spoke. He spoke a word. And it says he cast out demons. He spoke. They were cast out with a word. And he healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So Isaiah prophesied that, that this was going to happen 750 years later. Jesus came. Jesus went about, if you follow his actions and what he did, he went about healing people, casting out demons, praying for people. That's what he did. The Bible says he went about doing good. He went about. That's what he did. And he did it as he fulfilled the scripture that was spoken 750 years previous to that. So Jesus is the fulfillment of what Isaiah spoke. And then in 1 Peter, 1 Peter 2.24. 1 Peter 2.24 says, Who himself, Jesus, bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Peter says we were healed. We were referring to the fact that we were healed when Jesus died and took those stripes. We were healed. It's done. Remember remember when Jesus was at the end of his uh, time on the cross? It is finished. It's finished. It's done. It's done. It's finished. And so, so healing, I believe, comes from him and what he's already done. So when we come to a time like today when we pray for healing or a time when you're praying for healing in your own body or a time when you come forward and, and have somebody pray with you or a time when you ask somebody to pray, what we're asking God to do is put into action in your life, in your body, what's already taken place on the cross. You know, just like your sins are forgiven. Just like your sins are forgiven. You know, one time somebody came to Jesus and he says, so that you might believe that your sins are forgiven. I say to you, rise and walk. You know, he, he tied them together. He says, so that you can believe. Because you know what? Believing my sins are forgiven is believing something I can't, I can't necessarily feel. I don't, you know, I, I mean, I can feel the guilt. But when Jesus forgives my sins, it's like, okay, what happened? Well, you're forgiven. But Jesus says, so that you might believe that your sins are forgiven, I say to you, rise and walk. So you can look at this, see? You know, we need, to, we need to know that he paid the price so that our sins are forgiven and that we have healing. Now, for the doubters, myself included sometimes, trust me, it's a battle. Trust me, there's a lot of things I don't understand. Trust me, there's things that I can't ever figure out sometimes. But the only thing I've ever come to is all that God's called me to do is pray for people to be healed according to his word. And that's what I'm willing to do. 
That's what I'm willing to do. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to pray for God to heal. It's, it's really fairly simple. It's really fairly simple. You know, we have faith. We come. We believe. We trust him. So what we're going to do, I'm going to have the worship team come. You can have the worship team come on up. And the worship team is going to, to uh, lead us in worship so that if, you know, if you don't, I would encourage you, you know, worship Listen to the Lord. Let Him speak to your heart. If you, you know, you don't have, don't dream up something. You know, it's not like it's not like you know. It would it would it wouldn't hurt me a bit if nobody came forward and everybody says, you know, I'm good. And that that wouldn't bother me a bit. You know, I'm not looking for business, and uh, you know, but by the same token, you know, if there's something you want prayer for, then I encourage you to come. If you're if you're worshiping, you know, you can also pray and worship. Pray for people. You know, as you see somebody come, you know, keep them in prayer. Um, if you see somebody come up for prayer, you might this week remember them in prayer. And you don't ever know, you know, what their situation is, their battle. You don't have to know. You can pray for them. You can intercede for them. You know, it's important, the Bible says, to pray for one another. And so so we just need to do that. Um, Mary's going to come up with me. We're going to pray. Um, if don't worry about numbers of people up here, if there's more than looks like well there's too many people up there um we're gonna have rose and jim and tom and pam come up and pray too um as needed so don't worry about well there's too many people up there i can't get prayer so let's all stand and we'll begin with worship <laughs> 